Hi there. Hello. Hey, Adam. You there? Hi. How you yep, doing? I'm here. Okay, so I'm just going to do a little brief intro. This is Phantom Electric Ghost. And we usually do a show where we talk to Andy artists, uh, musicians around the world. Today, we're going to do something a little different. We're talking to an artist of a different type, an artist that actually does um, all types of uh, cool accessories and t-shirts and prints and patches. Uh, a man named uh, Adam Evans from Turnabello.com. And you can find it, Turnabello.com. We'll talk about it more. But uh, it's a, a lot of uh, cool gear. And uh, maybe you can kind of give us a back drop of like why Turnabello and uh, when you set up in 2015 and maybe we can talk more about that. Oh yeah and uh, yeah thanks for having me on here. Uh, yeah, um, yeah it's a real pleasure by the way. Uh, Chernobello it's uh, it means black and white in uh, most yeah pretty much all Slavic languages. Um, Chano, black and bellow, white, but um, yeah, I spell it with a double L. Uh, so uh, in Italian, it could be beautiful. Okay. And um, anyway, yeah, I said I had the idea in 2015. Uh, I've been uh, drawing and making uh, arts and uh, for a long, long time, years and years and years. And um, in 2015, I um, was just coming to an end of. Uh, what I thought was um, uh, an internship that might bring me into um, the corporate world. And I realized that's not for me. So I was thinking of what to do next. And uh, I thought, yeah, you know, this is um, this uh, is something I want to um, try out. You know, you've got to um, have a go at these things and uh, come up with a concept. And a... so um, the name uh, came out and I thought, great, now I've got a concept and uh, now I've got to stick to doing black and white. And uh, because before that I was uh, working a bit more in color and uh, then I realized that actually the black and white, it has um, uh, a role, a benefit because actually, uh, you know, with that limitation, you can uh, explore a lot more in a, in a lot of different directions without losing a focus. So um, that was yeah, why I really, um... yeah, I mean, it's, I think it's awesome because I mean, I'm a comic book fan for many years. Um, I liked, uh, you know, Frank Miller's Sim City and it's all black and white. And um, I've liked a lot of like uh, Cerebus from uh, Dave Sim. Um, so there was a lot of cool books, indie books back in the day uh, in the 70s that were black and white. Um, and I think that that look is really cool. And then the kind of punk aesthetic that kind of goes with that too, is, is appealing. And so then the question is also, so the intersection between your art and music, uh, maybe you'd like to talk about what, what how do you feel that that connects? Oh yeah, um, I mean, to be honest, uh, it's a bit of an odd one because um, really I uh, was um, never really um, thinking about arts, uh, paintings and stuff when I was, or not, so much um, paintings and things when I was uh, ever doing it. I was uh, obsessed with those um, psychedelic things, uh, like, you know, the 60s paint um, uh, posters for bands like Grateful Dead and stuff like that, even if I wasn't necessarily always into um, the music or whatever, the, uh, the artworks were awesome. And then, you know, uh, 
there's the flaming lips and uh, again they have awesome artwork psychedelic uh, kind of uh, music as well and i started getting more into that and uh, then um and i'm also i was always into punk as well so uh, to be honest the punk never quite fit with my art but things uh you know in the early 2000s did so there was the flaming lips and polyphonic spree and that was kind of the the sort of music uh, that fit with this uh all really listening uh on my um uh stereo to uh more uh punk and different kinds of punk bands and uh that was what i'd go and see if i went to watch anything live it would be uh you know, uh, it would be punk. It would be, uh, yeah, back when I was a little teenager, it would be rancid and uh, all of that kind of stuff. And um, But then uh, I realized uh, when it went black and white that uh, it kind of um, suited a bit of the, uh, the DIY thing as well. But at the same time, uh, it was also uh, still a bit psychedelic, just without the color. And, uh, yeah, that sort of... Uh, suited it but actually it was uh you know in the past it was i didn't really ever think of doing it without color it was just when i came up with the name then i realized you know i'd just go with it and uh don't use color anymore and um if the other concept with it uh, which then broke away from the music completely is this idea of patterns that don't end and if you do black and white it's a lot easier to do a never-ending pattern like Instagram. Yeah, I, I see your work on Instagram is, is phenomenal. I mean, it, the look of it is, um, is just amazing. Um, it, it does have a lot of psychedelic, you know, qualities and it. It, it. It's kind of counterintuitive and everybody always thinks of psychedelic with all the colors. You go back to like a Jimi Hendrix album and you, you think about the Jimi Hendrix shows and all the psychedelic lights and everything going on. Um, but you still have that feel, even though it's black and white. At least I feel that. Yeah, uh, thanks. Yeah, that's um, what I was trying to really guess. It was um, uh, a bit like those, uh, what's the name of the magazine, trying to give you the feeling of acid, even if you haven't taken it. And uh, that was oh, yeah. always what I was <laughs> yeah. uh, like going into. And uh, it was a bit like that. Uh, and it started about um, 15 years ago with that kind of idea, you know. Um, in the thousand there was that uh, there was that kind of resurgence of something similar you know there was the the bands like um, uh, flaming lips and um, polyphonic spree and then on TV there were uh, TV shows like uh, the mighty Boosh, which uh, themselves were psychedelic uh, comedies and uh, so uh, this kind of bizarre situation I was trying to get something like that uh, just you know with my pen or a paintbrush or whatever came to hand and um, now I'm trying to work out as many different methods as possible I was always uh, thinking about uh, a few other things uh, that uh, could fit with this and uh, yes yeah, so that's you know always the yeah. question mark where can it go afterwards yeah so I mean I think um, I've seen on your on your Instagram like the big installation of like the masks and then you and um, I guess you, they're not for sale, but you can see them on Instagram. You can see all these really cool designs, and maybe you can talk maybe about more about that as like an art project. And then we can talk about some of the things that people can actually buy. But maybe we can go into that. The masks. 
Oh yeah, I mean the masks and to be honest, everything is uh, for sale. If someone wants to DM me or write me a message oh. or an email, uh, mm -hmm. there's there's always uh, that possibility. I haven't put it up yet just because um, it takes so damn long to uh, cut out. Uh, I okay. still don't. I don't have to cut them out by hand, but um, even with a plot, you, st you spend uh, a good. Uh, 30, 40 minutes picking the little bits out uh, <laughs> off the plastic. Uh, but um, yeah, so the, the masks, um, they're something of uh, projects I'm working on at the moment because I realize, you know, you've got these, um, you can keep drawing patterns and you can then find new images that you can try and work with on the patterns. But I was thinking, you know, what's uh, the, maybe the, images or the people I'm working with, they should be um, uh, patterned up as well. And uh, that was really what the, um, a lot of my merchandise, in fact, all of my merchandise is supposed to be um, something that can be put in a, um, a uh, high contrast, uh, low saturation, and then turned back into a, a picture that can be drawn on over the top anyway. And I was thinking, you know what, there's a problem with uh, people's faces sometimes. Uh, they, uh, some of them are great, and uh, sometimes, you know, people want to uh, show off and uh, not have their face on the, in the camera. And uh, having a mask, that can be a really uh, great yeah. way of getting anybody in front of the camera. And um, the uh, I think, two yeah. of them, we have, uh, in fact, there's two models. If you look on Instagram right now, there's um, the, the older mask uh, pictures are from uh, a model called uh, Dust Bunny. And okay. um, she uh, was uh, rocking a few of them. And then um, the newer ones are from uh, another model called Legless Heads, who, uh, yeah, she uh, really has uh, thrown it all in and uh, gone really all out with these uh, photographs. She's uh, really, um, yeah, <laughs> done some yeah, quite spectacular shots. So, um, yeah, yeah those, those are, are amazing. Uh, I, I really, yeah, I, I was really surprised. Do I, I really I dig what the, the style there is, and what's really cool is like, um, you know, a lot of electronic music. You know, you go to, to like Dead Mouse and a lot of uh, EDM electronic bands. They use masks. They because a lot of some of the bands are, are kind of not comfortable showing who they really are, and so even though there's a lot of color and lights in typical electronic music shows, I was kind of drawn to this work because of the stuff I do with Phantom. Um, and, and I think Phantom kind of lends itself to this kind of image as well, even though I use LEDs. And there's a lot of color that's always being used in electronic because, you know, we can use the light shows in the, in the clubs and things. But this gives, I think, another option because there is a dark kind of side to, like, you know, there's dark wave synth music. There's synth wave music, and it has kind of goth and punk tendencies. And I think your, your brand really kind of lends itself to that. Um, you know, I think it does. So. There's some things I think we can do there, but um, what 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 are your thoughts about that? Had you thought that like electronic musicians would be interested, or did you think more like punk bands would be more interested? To be honest, um, I haven't really uh, wanted to pigeonhole it as such, so um, it's open to anyone, you know. And I think uh, when it comes to punk or EDM, in the end, uh, I think everyone's uh, doing something uh, great and. I mean, it it could be dark or it could be light. I think it's um, it doesn't have to be one way or the other. And um, but I agree. I mean, uh, 
the uh i think the whole um electronic music scene it's um there's a lot of uh stage um performance so to be honest uh you know you go to uh see a edm uh band and um it's it's not you know five guys uh, going crazy on stage in most cases it's uh one or two guys who um are quite uh you know they they themselves don't always have uh the the, the stage um uh yeah stage so, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah the stagecraft uh, is sometimes not there you know so you have to figure out how to use the lights and other things to kind of draw people in <laughs> yeah and it's amazing i mean you go there and then you see something way more you know really uh, impressive I, I was always amazed by that even uh years ago when i wasn't so much into a some of the bands, I uh, couldn't keep my eyes off the stage. Uh, I went to Reading Festival in 2003 and I, I wasn't really there for the electronic music, but you get stuck in the electronic uh, music tent just because you see these videos and uh, people, uh, you know, doing or uh, sort of wearing stuff, which uh, you think, wow, this is uh, something worth watching and uh, I'll stick around for the music. And you get sucked in by the visuals so um whereas the bands you uh the you know get some interesting ones and you get some really boring ones uh depending on how their craft is but uh yeah with the edm they often work a bit harder i was at chemical brothers last year and you if you yeah. go and see them live you really you're getting a whole stage show it's uh yeah unimaginable yeah i think it's the, the intersection between like art the idea you know like i think david bowie always said you know he he came from a theatrical point of view if you go back to his like low and the berlin stage and the images he used to use you know going from ziggy to aladdin sane to the berlin phase and you know a lot of electronic music has a nod to that whole berlin low phase um and it's a combination of like new romanticism and kind of punk aesthetic with a lot of bowie and a lot of craft work um and so I think in the electronic musicians are always looking for a stagecraft angle because, you know, at the end of the day, we're kind of like, you know, studio nerds with these electronic machines. And it would be boring if we just don't have something else besides what we look, you know, what we do in the studio or what we do in practice. So I think you have to come up with a way to present. You have to work with artists. You have to think about stagecraft. And I think working with artists like yourself, I think having seen art out there, I think it's kind of reminds me of the 60s in a way. You know, because I'm I'm a 50 year old guy, mm -hmm. kind of showing my age, and I think there was a big intersection between artists and musicians back then. And I don't know if it kind of started to drop away, but it feels like with a lot of the indie musicians out there now, um, I think they are starting to connect more with artists and kind of bring that back, kind of like the Andy Warhol kind of concepts that the Velvets did. Um, uh, you mm. know, just the idea of like working with a guy like Andy Warhol, Lou Reed, you know, had this idea to do that. You know, and, and I think a lot of artists are starting to think about doing that more. Yeah, I think it comes in waves, I think, doesn't it? it you yeah. get these uh, uh, waves where it's um, like uh, sort of a DIY punk aesthetic and uh, the art drops out and then uh, it comes back with a new wave or something else. And uh, then you suddenly get the artists uh, coming in and then they uh die out again when they uh it's back to some other kind of um diy or stripped down version and i think it's with the music too but yeah i think uh to be honest i think for the edm it's perfect because to, uh, i'm a the uh 
the geek guy who doesn't have the stage presence uh, sitting at home uh, drawing pictures. So uh, then I need somebody to uh, wear the things out on uh, in public and uh, look cool. So, I mean, you see that with the legless heads. Uh, you, I wouldn't better wear a scarf like that and um, uh, show it off in such a way. So, uh, you know, you need somebody who's a bit crazy uh, with a camera and, um, in front of them and uh, to really pull it off. Otherwise, uh, you get someone like myself who uh, won't really do the job quite right. And um, yeah, you someone creative like that just to bring it out and uh, further it. Can you talk more about how you connected with these um, the models that you're working with for your imagery on um, Instagram? Oh, like, I just asked him get... nicely. Is that nice? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you just ask. Uh, you find someone who uh, likes taking photographs uh, or having photographs taken of themselves and, uh, you know, uh, someone who's uh, creative. I mean, that's the other thing. You find uh, there's a million of people with a camera on Instagram, but uh, there aren't that many uh, uh, people who have a camera who then... Uh, you know know how to use it or a good camera or someone who's um creative behind the camera um and then someone creative in front of the camera so that's quite tricky so you see somebody who has that and then you uh you know you guess you just have to ask them nicely and uh see uh if they uh um are interested and uh then yeah you're super lucky if uh, they answer back and uh say yes uh and agree to anything like that so um that's uh, that's really all it is, and uh, then you know, you, um, I sent over uh, a mask, and uh, and then you know, that's it. So you can see the magic from it. So um, what I've been um, kind of promoting for Last of All Once from different iterations of this this show is collaboration between like artists, um, musicians. Um, so when you did this collaboration with your with the models, your post models. Um, did, did, like, were they like local to you, or they you didn't really matter because you're on the net? They're like worldwide. You're finding people who are in totally different locations and countries. And how how is that working? Are yeah, I mean, actually... that's it. It's, uh, the latter. It's uh, the the um, the last one, I believe. Uh, I think uh, she's in Florida. Um, and the uh, dust bunny, um, she's uh, over in Canada. So. Uh, you know, the, it could cool. be anyone anywhere in the world, to be honest. I had no idea where um, either of the people were until I sent the things over to them because uh, you don't necessarily see that on their Instagram feed. But, um, yeah. you um, you know, you uh, it doesn't matter. It's uh, as if they uh, can find something cool. I was trying to work it out from the pictures, you know. Uh, yeah. There's like some tropical plants. Is there a beach? <laughs> where could that be? Is that uh, Indonesia? Because you don't see a face. Yeah, uh, where could it be? That's interesting so, because I, I, a lot of you know musicians were you know a traditional musician usually wants to practice with another musician, you know, in person in a in a location where they're in a studio or in a basement or something, and it's kind of like if you're gonna write a song together, that's kind of like the old school way of doing it. But what I've been doing for the last couple of years is actually doing online collaborations with people. Um, you know, I'm working with like right now, all control K I've worked with Lonnie Claire in New York city, all control K is like in, you know, West coast, U us, and I'm in the East coast. And, uh, you know, when I was working with Lonnie Claire, they're in New York city. Um, and so I never, ever really 
met face to face with Lonnie Claire. We did a whole record and it's out on, you know, iTunes and stuff. And it's just interesting what you can do uh, with Google Drive and WAV files. And so it's probably not that different than what uh, an artist like yourself can do when you get a model or you get a photographer to, to work with you. It's just really cool. What you can, I think it's just a new age of collaboration. I think all control K, we talked about that last week in our chat, that this, this should be the new era of amazing collaborations with all types of artists in multiple genres. I think that we, there could be a lot of things happening outside the mainstream. I think it's really this underground kind of community that's out there on the social media is where things are really happening. Um, and so what, what is that? I mean, do you, you feel that you feel there's like a new wave happening? Oh yeah, completely. I mean, uh, it's, uh, exploding and i think uh where we are now it's uh, amazing that you can go on something like youtube or Bandcamp, and even even in the past you'd have all of this uh movement of music around i mean it's one of the things that has uh broken borders but now uh, i think we're gonna see even more of this is gonna be uh more it's not gonna be just music um being uh transported but there's gonna be more people uh working across the borders so uh, we'll see more fusions and more synthesis and uh, more uh, you know uh, ideas uh, breaking down these borders and uh, that's probably where it's going to go next and uh, now it's uh, so much easier to get your things created and made so um, there's going to be even more waves of different things happening faster and you see it with the images they um, explodes into these waves of glitch and vapor wave and uh, that's just been the last uh, couple of years and uh, then where's it going to go next what's going to be the next uh, um, visual treat yeah, to see I and, think, uh, can I think Ultra Control K we, we were talking about like VR and like the iPhone X and you know the new smartphones being able to do this in the augmented reality and the virtual reality on the like the different like gaming systems. And so I, I kind of, you know, I'm in a, I'm an IT type of person, but there's a connection between, you know, working with graphic artists, working with computer artists and animators and, you know, actors, uh, you know, musicians, if, if you, if, if, because you can collaborate, you know, with like a, a guy that can do, uh, you know, video game programming and design, he could create something three dimensional polygonal you know graphics that would typically be in a video game you can insert music you could insert like an actress or an actor doing something you can do all these things and never even meet the people and and come up with some kind of new art form that's not typical you know it's, it's kind of non-standard and people are just doing what they feel is right uh, artistically i think that's i think that's where there's a lot of you know cool opportunities for things to happen Oh yeah, I completely agree. And um, these, uh, and to be honest, uh, it doesn't even rely on uh, the software. If you actually look at um, all of my images, uh, none of them actually um, use Photoshop. And the reason is that I don't know how to use it. So uh, the most uh, technical, I guess, is just dropping um, the contrast and increase, uh, increasing the contrast and dropping the saturation in uh, GIMP. But um, Otherwise, there's no Photoshop. It's just uh, a picture printed out and drawn all over. And 
you don't even have to uh, take the the software. So when you get to that, it uh, um, turns to a completely new level. But just the ability to collaborate is uh, something. Uh, I yeah, think, the technology uh, for yeah, yeah for you. I mean, because you're kind of doing it kind of like a traditional artist. You're not using the Photoshop, which you know my daughter's actually a traditional like sequential cartoonist, and she does everything like line art. Uh, you know, inking by hand, coloring by hand, which is not what a lot of the big comic companies like to do anymore. They like to do all this digital. Um, and so she she's kind of old school, wants to do independent books and stuff. Um, I, I, you know, I, I, I think there's a there's a lot of warmth in, in doing work in that way. I mean, the computer can be used in, in, to enhance things uh, and it can be used to create things if you're really, you know, in that world. Uh, but I think traditional artists can can take advantage of like the collaboration of this modern era within the social media and maybe still use their traditional tools and then they can actually still bring something into the modern, you know, space. So, you know, and then, you know, you could you know, add on later with, you know, collaborations with other people that could do things. But yeah, I think there's a lot of cool, I don't know, this feels, you know, authentic. It's kind of like when I talk about analog sense versus digital sense. An analog synth brings a warmth to a sound that a digital synth can't do. And it's kind of rooted in like 1960s, 1970s technology. It's old school, but when you use it, it's gonna, it's gonna give you this sound that has this warmth that you can't get from a modern digital synth or from a plug-in or from Pro Tools, you just can't get it. So if you wanna have that sound, you gotta go find a mode or find a, find a profit <laughs> you know, find a, like a custom, you know, sense from like some company in London or something that's analog. So I, I can understand what you're saying with the, like, you know, not using uh, all the tools that are out there and kind of trying to go back a little retro. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's not even necessarily me going uh, back or uh, retro. It's uh, just a case of this is what I've uh, been doing. And, uh, you know, I'm, I don't need to uh, try and... Uh, work out something uh, if it uh, doesn't fit but of course it's not the case that i'm against um using a, a new idea so um i'm always uh, open to new concepts and things but i think it's about finding what you can work with and then uh, working with it you know if it's clay or ink or something like that and i think that's um a little bit of a problem where some people don't quite uh uh, you know, create a, a piece of art when they um, they get something and they learn how to use it, but they don't, you know, they weren't ready to create something. They just know how to use the thing. So uh, I think you've got to want to create something and then you've got to learn how to use the thing so you can create it. And mm -hmm. uh, if you know how to use a pen, then you're set up and ready to go. And uh, if you can use Photoshop, then uh, even better. But uh, I think uh, you've got to sort of you know, know what you want to do and then do it, but then find out uh, what the tools are and then use those uh, to your advantage. So, uh, yeah, I've got a few uh, ideas of things I want to learn in the future and work out how I can uh, bring them around to uh, my advantage. But it's uh, it's constantly a work in progress trying to do that because that's, uh, I guess, how you can uh, go different places. Of course, you can uh, do it in different ways, but learning tools will uh, give you a few more uh, doors to go through perhaps yeah it's just the whole generation of like you know the, the mac 
you know, the Apple Mac that opens up all this like electronic art in multiple ways. You know, so many electronic musicians, you know, I'm a synthesizer player, I'm an old school keyboard player. And I have a tendency to want to actually be on like a Roland or be on a Hammond organ and not be inside of a DAW, a digital audio workstation, just because if I, I'd rather play it on the keyboard because I'm a keyboardist. And so, but then there's a lot of music today that's not made on the keyboard at all. It's totally done in the, in the, in the computer. And there's some guys are really, or women, that are really good at programming things in an artistic way. Uh, and so it's still art, it's still music. It's just, you know, taking the merging of that. And that's what I've been working lately is with um, some younger artists that are very good at, in the DAW, the digital audio workstation, and combining my kind of analog manual keyboard playing with people who are familiar with the electronic, um, you know, modern recording techniques. And then they, when you merge those two type of things, you can get something totally different. And that's, that's kind of where the direction I'm going with my music. So it sounds like if your future thinking is maybe, you know, looking at some of these tools that are out there and integrating what you already are an expert at and then getting you know more comfortable, right? It's, like, it's a matter of getting comfortable with, with the tool and then figure out how you can bring something to it, right? Or, or come something, something new, right? Using that tool or that method. Oh yeah, I agree. And that's uh, exactly, I mean, I, I want to be uh, finding out a lot more different tools and a lot of different ideas. I've got so many. And you realize that uh, sometimes what you know, you, you can't quite make it happen. And then you uh, try something else. And in fact, you forget the first idea and start something new. I uh, um, found that with the stencils. I uh, realized that after um, working out how I can cut stencils uh, quicker with the plotter, and then I could uh, create a few uh, weird ideas with um, spray cans and things. And uh, I need to uh, go back to that and uh, try a few more things, because uh, I realized that actually there's even more possibilities than that. Uh, and uh, then of course, um, I think the with visual, it's, uh, you know, at the moment, everything's quite static. I've uh, been trying to make these patterns and flow and uh, actually, why not make uh, um, moving images a bit more? So uh, hopefully next year I can uh, go a little bit into that uh, kind of idea, either with videos or, uh, um, yeah, something uh, oh, moving. Cool. So I mean, that was, oh, yeah. So visuals with, with the Chernobello theme of black and white or visuals um, beyond that, are you still going to use the Chernobello theme with the videos? Oh, yeah, yeah. It would, uh, everything's black and white. If it's in the Chernobello uh, world, then uh, there's no color. It's That's it. And, oh, that's uh, cool. And it has to be uh, high contrast, too. It can't be uh, grayscale. I made that mistake at the beginning, thinking, uh, okay, is there any possibility um, for otherwise? And I realized, actually, not only it's just a, um, it doesn't fit. It's uh, it doesn't create the um, the worlds that it uh, needs to create. So, so that is really like so that high contrast is really like your secret to the like the theme of what Chernobello is right now, right? That that's what you, is kind of bringing that. Is yeah, that that's it. I mean, having um, zero color and then a high contrast, it's. Uh, so it, it um, creates that pattern, uh, whether I've uh, drawn a pattern or not, it um, creates a pattern that you can 
sort of follow. So uh, yeah, that's uh, how I'll need to try and work it out in terms of videos in the future or any kind of moving images. And um, at the moment, I'm a bit limited for space, time, and especially light, actually. Uh, okay. I'm not from Germany, but uh, even Britain isn't uh, much better than this. Uh, and uh, at the moment, winter has just uh, been hitting us with uh, daylight saving and the light's terrible. So uh, next year, I plan to move to Greece and there the light will be a bit better and uh, I'll be able to do some of these ideas that I can't do here because... Uh, so you use a lot of nat natural lighting? Is like you like to use the natural lighting? Yeah, I mean, if I, yeah, if I need to take a photograph or if I was to make a video, um, you'd need either some very strong uh, lights uh, and I'd need the space as well. Uh, Mm -hmm. or um, natural light is the best. I mean, uh, if you uh, look at the film industry, uh, that's the reason why it's set up in Los Angeles and not, uh, uh, yeah. I guess, Seattle or, uh, yeah, or <laughs> yeah, Seattle, England Seattle doesn't would have be terrible. The... Yeah, New England yeah. doesn't work either. <laughs> We're going to gray skies like all day long, you know. Um, or at least we don't have the light that you can get from like LA, you know, you just can't get that. Um, so we, we, I can see why, you know, they, they're out in the Denver and LA and San Francisco, all that, all that whole area. But um, so like, I wanted to kind of just maybe talk about what's on turnbell.com from actually looking at your site, just to give you some promotion so people understand how this art is being, uh, you know, marketed out here on your site. So you have t-shirts for men and women, you have patches, you have accessories, you have ties, right? Oh yeah, and then you have prints and posters, and then the accessories. I think you have, um, like I've seen, uh, like pins, like um, uh, like a shell pin, and buttons. Yeah. You have an iron on. You have a flower pin. You have a scarf. The scarf designs, and these are all really, I think they're just they're incredible designs. I, I I I was drawn to your your site on instagram just because it's it's so different i don't see anybody else that has anything like this and your site is very consistent in its quality and structure and i think sometimes on instagram people sometimes miss the point that it's a visual medium and i think you're you're using it in an awesome way because it's very you've got a theme and it, it doesn't look haphazard it looks like it it, it makes sense and, and it, it, it's very it draws you in. And I think some people sometimes make the mistake on Instagram of, of you know, when they're musicians, sometimes they put their tour poster with, with the dates in their, in their, no, and not that you don't do that, but if you just have, you know, you're not doing something that's that artistic. If you're just like promoting your show, why don't you try to draw somebody in with something that's interesting? And then they might go find out, oh, when are they going to have a show? Instead of like shoving it in their, you know, in the face, or like actually try to draw them in with something interesting. And I think that your 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 site is just incredible. Oh, thank you. Yeah, thanks a lot for that. Uh, yeah, I mean, I completely agree. I was uh, nodding my head to your earlier podcast as well about that uh, point, and I completely agreed. And uh, I, to be honest, the uh, the trick is trying to find that balance. Though um, at the beginning, it was. Uh, um, also a bit tricky for me because um, you can see on Instagram there's a few um, pictures and photographs of some festivals and uh, you know if you 
uh, get your inspiration from the psychedelic uh, posters of the 60s. The um, they're really bad. Uh, um, and they're very good marketing um, ideas at the same time. So uh, they're great ideas if you um, realize that people actually wanted to go and see Jimi Hendrix, uh, you know, before they even saw the poster and they just needed to look at the poster and they just needed to then look at the poster really, really hard in order to read it. Uh, yeah. But that works <laughs> if you've got a, a successful scene and a successful artist. Uh, yeah, so, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, if you got the dead or Jimmy, that's going to draw. But if you're like, there's some uh, college radio band that nobody ever heard of, you know, it's going to be kind of hard to draw, you know, any attention. Um, yes. Yeah. <laughs> a few years ago, and um, I saw a, uh, a really poster for some. Uh, Bands playing live, and um, I said, you know, I need to. So it worked. You don't need to know who they are. You can find out about that when you. Get there. Yeah. And, yeah. I'm in the minority of. A large uh, corporation where uh, I was doing uh, marketing, and I was thinking, you know, people and uh, I realized that there's a, a who. Uh, To find them, wants to have a balance so it could be accessible to. Uh, I realized that I needed to uh... yeah I think it's just um it's really cool to actually you know see like indie artists from all different types of walks of life you know putting their work on these social media platforms and then actually you know new trends are happening new new types of uh, opportunities and just you know it, it it's just really cool to, to see all the things that are going on in Trinobello. I mean, dot com. It, it's it's a, I, I like the style. I've, you know, we have several musicians that we've uh, interviewed on Spearman um, that are really interested in your work, and uh, we're, we're going to probably be moving forward with with that. We are going to be doing that. So, yeah, I think uh, you know the fans out there should always you know should check out Trinobello.com because uh, it's a really cool place to, to, to see some really interesting black and white art that is coming from a place that, you know, I don't see a lot out there on the web right now. So I think people want something interesting to wear when they're going to these shows and they're out there in their life and, and they have a different kind of aesthetic than just a, in their normal, any other person and they want something different to kind of stand out. I think your, your material will give somebody an opportunity to stand out. Um, it's outside of what, the typical trend is. <laughs> uh, yeah. so I think, yeah. 
know, for the hipsters out there, <laughs> everybody's looking for the next thing. But, you know, I think if somebody wants something that's really cool, I think he could end up getting into your brand and like not just being like a hip thing. I think somebody could say, well, this is like something I really want to wear. It's not just one time that I think that this is stuff that people would really get into. And and I think with your your your, your aesthetic and the things that you're doing, you're going to continue to be putting out all these different types of, of uh, designs. I think there would be, I think somebody would be really, uh, you know, well, you know, it would be a good idea for you to check out turnabell.com and see what you're doing from time to time. I think it's, it's, a, it's a cool experience. Uh, yeah, thanks. Uh, thanks for that. Yeah. I, as I like to say, I mean, you check, out, check it out, check out Instagram. You see there's models um, there, but you know what? Um, people uh, wear the t-shirts, the scarves, the patches, uh, send the photos back. You know, this is a, it's a living brand. It's, um, uh, there's a person behind it drawing the pictures. It's me. And, uh, you know, if I see a cool picture with someone wearing the stuff, then why not? Um, uh, have them in the, the picture of the, the next uh, drawing and uh, that can go back on Instagram. So if anyone uh, does that, you know, it's uh, it works with the people. The whole point of these uh, scarves and stuff, um, I, uh, I didn't want to just uh, make a drawing or a painting that's, um, that exists on a canvas, it exists on a person and then the person uh, can become part of the next thing and it can build up. So uh, it can... Uh, evolve with uh this these are copies of copies uh that kind of idea well that's cool interactivity because you know i think that's one of the cool things about social media is that you, you know if you were a fan back in the old days you send a letter you know and it may be somebody responds and now today you deal with like a brand you like or a band you like and you can actually interact you know with a brand like yourself you, you your customer sends a picture and suddenly they're on the page, you know, that's, that's an interaction that you don't get, you know, typically. And I think that's what's cool about this modern era is that you can have this kind of, you know, real, you know, pretty, pretty immediate in some cases. And then other times it may take a little bit, but it's something that wouldn't have happened, you know, in the past. And so I think that's, that's another benefit to the age we're in. Oh yeah, it's it's great. It really is. It's uh, fantastic. I mean, you you got to uh, you can't uh, deny that we're very lucky for that. Yeah, just the communication to be able to talk to you. You're in Germany right now, right? You're 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 still there, right? That's right. Yeah, and I mean, yeah, it was it was awesome that uh, you got in contact, and uh, it was uh, yeah, it was brilliant. And uh, just uh, for that alone, it's uh, fantastic. Yeah, I mean, I'm in yeah. Germany, but uh, this time next year, I'll be in Athens. So uh, it's really, yeah. it's easy to move around and still keep in touch with everybody. Yeah, because I mean, if I I check who I've talked to, I mean, I, I first person I talked to on this, uh, in this journey through Spearman, I talked to a, an electronic artist in, in Tokyo uh, that was um, working. And then, then I talked to uh, these punk rockers, the Muted, in uh, London. Uh, and... And so it's just really cool how, you know, I'll talk to you in Germany. And so it's a worldwide thing. You know, I, t oh, I also talked to, you know, an artist in Canada. And so, so a lot of the artists are not just U.S. art, you know, artists. I've been talking to artists all over the world. And I want to op open it up to not, you know, to brands. And so that's why I started, you know, that's, that was a good idea um, to talk to you because, 
I, I did see the intersection between your art and music. I saw, you know, the music always has like images that go with bands going back to the Sex Pistols and the Clash, you know, who's could do the replacements all, you know, you know, electronic bands like, you know, like Nine Inch Nails, Trent Reznor, there's, there's always an image that goes with the music. And, uh, you know, to see people who build images and build uh, concepts, I thought it would be cool to talk to someone like you, um, Adam, I thought that was cool. So I'm glad you, you agreed. And uh, I think this is going to be a cool chat that we're going to push out. And typically, we've been getting pretty good replays on these, you know, over over 1K. And so uh, typically what happens with these is uh, I just review it and make sure that the quality is good before they come out. And then we push them out to social media. So the link is uh, active and I'll send it to you. And if you're in Spearman, you'll have access to it as well. So that's typically how it works. And uh, we're going to we're going to be doing some ongoing things um, in terms of your brand because we're going to start a show with Alt Control K starting Monday, and uh, we're going to be talking about the things we used to talk to rock tunes about uh, music, music, instruments, recording techniques, you know, reviewing classic albums. Uh, that's the typical thing we do. And uh, for now, we're, we're going to tell you that you know we're going to. We're going to plug Turnabello because we think everyone should check this out. And so going forward, uh, we're going to give you a platform through our show. And, um, you know, that, that's why I think Andy people should all work together. I have this kind of communal idea, maybe a silly idea that Andy artists of all types should try to pull together. And uh, it's cool that I have the chance to do that with you. And um, I, I hope to continue to work with you on what you're doing going into next year when you when you go to Greece. Excellent. Yeah, thanks a lot. I mean, it's uh, great, and I completely agree. We should uh, all stay together. And uh, yeah, it's uh, keep it indie. Yeah, definitely. So, um, do you have anything you want to tell the folks before we 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 uh, we uh, stop for today? Um, check out my Instagram. Uh, that's uh, where all of the uh, cool stuff comes first. And uh, yeah, please go to my website and uh, write to me if you uh, have a good picture of yourself in any of it. Uh, you know, I um, happily um, receive any photographs and uh, I can always go uh, into my artwork again. But um, no, I mean, just check it all out. There's going to be so much more stuff that I'm going to be working on. I have a million different ideas. There's uh, tons of ideas just with the models alone. And then, uh, you know, uh, completely new concepts. Uh, I, it's just a matter of time. I just don't have enough time. Uh, I need more seconds per minute. Uh, that's the problem. <laughs> but yeah. uh, it's it's all going to happen eventually. Well, this, uh, this was Adam Evans from Turnabello.com. Everybody should check out Turnabello.com. And Adam's stuff is awesome. And uh, we'll, we'll keep you in our thoughts. We're going we're gonna to be pushing your brand because um, we think everybody should see it. So have a great rest of uh, your, uh, was it nighttime there yet? Or uh, I'm not sure what time. Evening, late have evening. evening. So uh, evening. coming up to 8 o'clock. Have a great, great rest of the uh, evening. And uh, we'll keep in touch. We typically, one last thing is that we typically talk to our Spearman interviewees um, maybe five or six months after we do an interview and kind of catch up with people and see where they are. And so, you know, we'll, we'll plan on trying to, you know, connect with you to do another chat outside of, you know, whatever communication we're doing. Uh, but for the public, we'll, we'll probably do another show. 
five or six months from now. Okay. Awesome. Yep. Okay. Catch you in half a year then. So okay. uh, looking forward to it. Okay. Thank you. Thank you so much. Take care and have a good day. Okay. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.